0: Hey everybody, Austin and Rachel Holt here, and welcome back to the Conscious Christian Marriage Podcast. Uh, We're here today for Episode 3, and we've got one of our favorite topics uh, that we're going to be diving into. But before we do that, we're going to share a quick appreciation of each other. uh, Because one, we love appreciating each other, and we see the power of it in our marriage. And also, we want to inspire you to find more ways to use the power of appreciation in your marriage and appreciate your spouse. So, Rachel, I'm going to let you go first. (laughs)
1: Okay. Austin, I appreciate how much you believe in me and support me to lead well in certain areas in our life, like seeing the build and just encouraging me to, um, yeah, to do it. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I thought I could. I, but wonder,
0: I could probably show like a video clip of you, like, <laughs> you know, s- uh, scooping concrete out of mixers <laughs> into, you know, piers and stuff. And- Give yeah. everyone a glimpse of your
1: yeah Multi-fa- multifaceted yes. life. Yes, that's right. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate how you have encouraged me to do that and have supported me in it that I can just ask you when there's something out of my depth, but also I've been going out of my depth and nailing yeah. and conquering things. That's right. Literally nailing. nailing <laughs> literally nailing things, yes. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Yeah. You're welcome. Um, Rachel, I just want to appreciate you um, for um, – how intentional you've been with your morning routine lately and uh, how you've been getting up super early and i just really love how often like our kids stumble upon you like spending time in the word and spending time journaling and i just really I, I know that's a habit of yours but i just really appreciate that um you've been so consistent with it um for a long time now but especially lately i just feel like there's a lot of times where like you know the kids just as they wake up and like the first thing they see is like you in your bible and stuff like that and um, I just really appreciate that and the impact I know that has on our kids. So,
1: Thank you, and thank you for supporting me in that.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, You are the queen of the Bible bag. So <laughs> when the Bible bag is open, good things are happening. So, Thanks, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, all right, so again, we're really excited about today's topic. This is something that we've talked a lot about. And kind of like last week's episode, just talking about things that are a little bit more like foundational uh, into really stepping into what it means to have a conscious christian marriage Um, Mm -hmm. you know a marriage that is very integrated and very aware um, where we're leveraging both the holy spirit and the heart and mind and uh, soul that god gave us and and so you know last time we talked about um, agreements versus expectations you know and so just that being foundational really actually flows right into what we're talking about today yeah um, which is the ability to claim 100 percent responsibility uh, for everything that happens to you in your life and end the blame game.
1: Yeah. And this shift is so impactful for every Christian couple. Every yeah. conscious Christian couple makes yeah. this shift. Yeah. And we're excited for you. If you haven't already made this shift, we're excited for <clears throat> you to make this shift as well because you will experience really great results from uh, what it looks like to take radical responsibility because... When we do, we inspire others to do the same thing, yeah. and it's this upward cycle. You know, you talk yeah. about like the downward spiral uh, in marriage where it can get real hairy, and then we don't know even how we got there. Yeah. This is one of the things that sends the, the up- upward. upward spiral. It starts that in marriage, in parenting, in relationships, in business. It's something you can apply to every area of your life. So,
0: yeah, um, I think that you know claiming responsibility is such a foreign concept uh, because I think from birth. Uh, Everyone is conditioned to just kind of think like, well, whose fault is it? Like, why did this happen? Like, who can I blame? Who can I point a finger at? And in claiming responsibility, it's not only are you not blaming and not only are you accepting responsibility, but you're actually claiming responsibility Yeah. because it's kind of sneaky. Like our culture likes to kind of hide blame in making someone accept responsibility for something that's not claiming responsibility. It's not a willful exercise of our our free will. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's it's this like, okay. Uh, it's like an admission of, you know, a guilt imposed by someone else. And so um, we help couples learn how to actually claim responsibility, how to how to step into the power God gave them um, to get the result that they want, you know. Yeah. And so a lot of times, you know, we like to use the filter of would I rather be happy or right? You yeah. know, and sometimes you can be happy and right. Sometimes you actually can be happy and right. But a lot of times in marriage, a lot of times in relationships in general, you got to ask yourself, like, would I rather be happy or right in this moment? You know, like at the end of the day, like if you forgot to get something at the grocery store, was it really actually your responsibility to have remembered to get mustard? Was it actually my responsibility to call you while you were there to remind you to get mustard? Right. At the end of the day, I'd rather just be happy than right. And rightness might be, well, yeah, Rachel, you had the list and you literally forgot it. But, <laughs> but me blaming you for something is not going to help us be connected. And where does that even
1: get us anyway? It, it doesn't get us Just disconnection. Anyway. Right. But if I yeah. can
0: be like, hey, you know what? It's okay that you forgot the mustard. If I would have called the... If I would have called the, the grocery store and asked the manager to get on the, the horn and you know over the megaphone and say, uh, would a Rachel Holt please get the mustard, <laughs> then we wouldn't be in that situation. And right. so it's it's a way that I can get what I want. Like claiming responsibility helps me get what I want. And we'll talk more about that here in a minute. But if I if mm-hmm. what I want with you most is connectedness, then I'd rather be happy than right. You know? Yeah. And so um, you know, and we know that discipline is making choices based on what we want the most versus what we want in a moment. And in a moment, sometimes I want to be right. Like I know that sometimes I can feel my pride. I can feel that like the Austin expert persona coming out (laughs) and wanting to be right. But what Mm -hmm. I'd rather be more than right is just have a really connected, epic, happy marriage with you. And so we really want to help couples understand that they can claim responsibility or they can blame. And blaming Mm -hmm. is the downward spiral. Claiming responsibility is the upward
1: spiral. Because, yeah, no one wants to eat the blame cookie That's right. No (laughs) one wants to
0: eat the blame cookie. Um, So, Rachel, tell everyone, why is this topic so important and how can their marriage change by claiming responsibility and ending the blame game?
1: Well, kind of like you said, it's so important because it stops the downward spiral. It stops uh, really victimhood. Um, It's very easy for us to be a victim like, oh, well, you did this to me. I, I'm feeling sad about this. I'm angry. And we want our side to be heard, yeah. which the root of that is good, right? Like you want yeah. to be heard. Probably below that is that you just want to know that you're loved, yep. which of course is why God actually solves that problem when you know, yep. I am loved and you fully receive the love of God. Yep. But that's another topic for another yeah. day. yeah <laughs> I, go I like planting that. seeds I'm for like 500 super passionate topics. about yeah. that. Fully receiving God's love, which is self-love you're allowing God's love into your heart Mm -hmm. but when so when you don't have self-love and you need that validation from your spouse it's really easy to play the victim game of well you did this to me and you need to see how you did this to me or I can't believe that you you know so on and so forth but when we stop to think well yeah if I would have Mm -hmm. done this and here's the thing curiosity curiosity is real like taking radical responsibility is rooted in curiosity and curiosity is another thing which we could have a whole topic about how that it literally shifts something in our brain that takes us out of victimhood or drama or adrenaline and it helps us go hmm oh wow this is how i could have taken responsibility it it's shedding off the pride that's like a a humility right is being self-reflective and being able to say okay all right, like I could have called you, I could have said this, or um, I think we should, we'll give some examples so that everybody gets some really good applicable examples, but really being able to be introspective, stop, be introspective and ask yourself, um, how can I take responsibility is super key.
0: Yeah, and I have seen in our marriage and in a lot of other marriages, just that ability to put a pause between their, you know, stimulus and response, yeah. you know, uh, you know, there's so many homages I could give to that idea, but mm-hmm. just putting that gap, um, homages, homages, I, ne- I never know. I think it's homage. Um, <laughs> I think it's homage. I've only said it like 50,000 times. Someone um, can correct us yeah, in the comments. Uh, yeah. I'm sure someone in the comments will be like, it's homage, <laughs> it's, you know, but, um, you know, I think that just that very nature of being able to be like, all right, stimulus just happened. Something, something happened, you know, maybe it's a yeah. metaphorical trip in the sidewalk it's it's conflict you know whatever that is just the ability to go okay i'm going to get curious i'm going to get introspective mm-hmm. uh, and figure out how i can claim responsibility you know for what i just experienced you know and so yeah you talking about introspection is key because you can't you can't self-introspect until you know the self you know yeah. and again that's like why like all this you know rhetoric about like boo the self anti-self don't ever think about yourself don't ever dive into yourself but yeah, as we, as we dive into ourselves, we become better people. We actually allow the Holy Spirit to, to really, um, co-create with us on a whole new level because we actually know ourselves, you know? And and a lot of times if we don't know ourselves, then there's this, there's this moving target that really makes uh, it impossible, uh, to, to move forward on anything, you know, especially when it comes to like working with the Holy Spirit. So the more we know ourselves, the more introspective we are, the more we can actually skip a lot of drama and like skip a lot of blame type Mm -hmm. situations yeah because we're willing to actually go like oh i know myself and i know in this situation i could have done blank but i didn't because
1: blank yeah this reminded me of what my dad used to do this reminded me of this situation that was really painful for me yeah this reminds me of this area that i'm not loving myself in yeah because yeah the more we know the more intel we have yeah. You know, when you were talking about that, it made me think of someone who's blind, stumbling through the dark. And it's yeah. like you hurt people and you hurt yourself. Yeah, so if you're good. blind to yourself and what's going on inside, mm-hmm. you're just going to, you know, it's like stepping on landmines. Like you're going to step on yours. You're going to step yeah. on your spouse's if you're not being introspective. It's like, it's like swinging out a piñata,
0: you know, <laughs> like, first of all, I don't know why that's like such a just thing, accepted thing. You know, someone <laughs> blinded with a baseball bat and. <laughs> everyone's like, how did little Billy get hurt? Oh, I don't know. You know, because uncle, you know, Johnny was, you know, blind swinging a baseball bat around. We've
1: seen some fail armies.
0: Yes, that's right. But, (laughs) but it is true. It's like, it's, you know, um, not knowing, you know, our own blind spots, not knowing our own, you know, stuff is like that. And so when we claim responsibility, marriage changes really quickly because one, we eliminate tons of drama. if not all Mm -hmm. of our drama. You know, I can think back to so many times in our marriage where, We could have just downward spiraled over something small, but instead we just claimed responsibility. Right. Because what we both want, again, is connection. What we both want is just harmony and peace and flow and joy and like God moving through us. Well, we can't do that if we're more concerned about who's right and who's wrong, but we can all claim responsibility. And Mm -hmm. I believe that like God was a creator in the beginning for us. Right. And we're made in his image. We're made as imagers, you know, um, image bearers of God. Yeah. And so he has given us the power to create. Like, you know, sometimes we don't have to get into sovereignty and stuff like that, but but we obviously, I think anyone watching this believes in free will. You're creating everywhere you go. You're, everything you're doing, you're creating, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you might be creating with God. You might not be. Um, but more than likely, you're creating with God. Like if, if, if the Holy Spirit's in us and you're trying to move and be spirit-led, you're co-creating with God. And so mm-hmm. um, we are actively moving and creating. And so um, I've just found that like in our marriage, the more that we're willing to take responsibility not blame each other, Um, We just we create more together, you know, like we we have more fun together. We're in more flow together. Um, When we're more concerned with connection over rightness, then that's what we get. Yeah. If you want rightness over connection, you'll get it. You'll get rightness. Yeah. And rightness usually means you're alone. You know, if the rightness comes at the cost of the connection.
1: Our entire lives, we take responsibility for every single area of our life. Uh, we believe is the way it is because we've created that so we take radical responsibility for everything we experience so if we're experiencing something that we don't like or that is frustrating or you know there's a snag in our schedule in our in our um, routine in what we're just generally what we're experiencing like life we believe life doesn't happen to us Mm -hmm. we create the life that we want Mm -hmm. we have the opportunity and the same hours in every day yeah. to create what we want.
0: And because we respond, we either create or yes. we respond.
1: Right. So if something is happening to us, yeah, we have the happening to us like an unexpected death in the family or yeah. something like we are responsible for how we move through that. yeah, And we get to create the life that we want regardless of some of those situations. But most of the situations in our life we actually have control over yeah, and we experience so much flow, so much joy, so much happiness, because we, if there's anything that's not working, we shift it pretty quickly because we're yeah. like, mm, I don't like this. Let's shift this yeah. instead of, oh, this is so yeah. frustrating. We, we, yeah. You one know. one
0: thing we like to say is um, the only time you get hit in the face by a log is if you swim upstream. Right. So if it's not working, stop doing it. Yes. You know, if swimming upstream doesn't work and you don't like getting hit in the face by a log, yeah. stop swimming upstream, find your flow, find what actually works and do it. Right. You know,
1: and... um we see this a lot with people's career. It's like the husband and the wife are you know, frustrated and they don't have time together or,
0: yeah. you know,
1: th- their life is like, well, we just never get this. Yeah, but they
0: have a huge mortgage payment, yes. huge car payments. Right. Yeah. They, they don't need a house that big. They don't need cars that nice, but they're still choosing it because unconsciously they actually care about that more at that moment.
1: Right. Yeah. And so if if they could pivot to say, well, what am I not experiencing that I don't want? Yeah. But I think some of it goes back to establishing their values together and reassessing yeah. those because some things might be yeah. actually logistically getting a higher yeah. value on their priority list. Yeah. Well, but
0: one thing you said, uh, I want to say this before I forget, is um, like an extreme example. You know, you're talking about like responding to the world around you. Mm-hmm. It's like if you get T-boned and it, like, we've had people say to us, well, what happens if someone runs a stop sign and T-bones you yes. at an intersection and it breaks both your legs or you become paralyzed? It's like, well, you didn't have to drive. Yeah. Like you chose to drive, like you chose to live a life that required a car. We know people. Well, we know like people that know people like our Amish <laughs> hookups, you know. you know, for like goat cheese and stuff like that. You know, like we know people that don't live their life floors. with cars. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they have like buggies and horses and they go down the yeah. highway. So it's probably right. just dangerous. They could, yeah. <laughs> maybe more dangerous actions. I'm saying it, but, but but you can actually organize your life in such a way where you don't have to drive a car. So if you're in, if you get T-boned in an intersection, if your whole life, your response to that is, why me? How did that happen to me? I can't believe you got it. I'm so mad that you let this happen. You're never going to have power. You're never going to have closure. You're never going to feel back in control. But if you can Mm -hmm. say, you know what? I chose to be in a car that day. Mm -hmm. I chose to live a life that required me driving around the city in a car. Mm -hmm. And every day you're rolling the dice by driving a car. Every freaking day. It's true. Every day you eat broccoli, you're rolling the dice. Okay. More people choke on broccoli than (laughs) like anything. OK, so like every day you <laughs> on roll. them. broccoli? The, well, yeah, choking on broccoli. Is that like a stat? Yeah, I, it's a stat somewhere. And of, of oh course, five fourths of stats are made up on the spot. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of people choke on broccoli. So, yeah, you're rolling the dice if you eat anything other than baby food. OK, mm. um, but one thing I want to talk about is why there's so much resistance yeah. to claiming responsibility. And we're going to give some really good examples uh, I think you guys are going to like. But my first thought on that is just thinking developmentally. I been thinking of this yesterday. I think um, it was when like Malachi like fell out of his car seat when we were all getting in the car, and all my you know Aww. we have th- we have three daughters plus Rachel, so there's like four moms, you know, and then me and <laughs> our son, and he fell, and every single person in the car was like, "Oh, Malley, are you okay?" And Caroline came over and was like patting him, "Oh, Malley boy, are you okay?" So it's like he got hurt, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden everyone felt sorry for him, and he probably felt a lot of love. He probably felt yeah. a lot of comfort, like, "Oh, everyone's like coming around me and loving me." So a lot of times in life, it's easy to play victim Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, if I play victim, if I fall on the ground and get hurt and I wait long enough, everyone's going to be like, oh, are you okay? Oh, come here. Oh, I just love you.
1: Feel better. Yeah.
0: And that's really comforting. Yeah. Like that's really comforting to our nature, you know? And so if we can play the victim card, play the blame card, okay, like you did this to me. Okay. If I can Mm -hmm. do that, I'll generally get people to feel sorry for me. Oh, you're right. You know, that person did do that to you. Right. You know? and, and we're not talking about every extreme case. Like, there, there are cases where, you know, people are truly victimized. Right. Even in the cases of extreme victimhood, we want to just honorably observe the idea that we can still respond to our strongest. Um, yeah. You know, like, some of the strongest people I've ever met in my life yeah. were the most victimized people i would ever met. But mm-hmm. they chose to, like, people like rape victims, all kinds of things, but they chose to respond to that with maximum responsibility so they could get their power back, mm-hmm. so they could reclaim their power, they could reclaim their, their personal sovereignty. Mm-hmm. But I think that most people are stuck because it feels so good. And we have this mm-hmm. apology culture where it's like, oh, you better say sorry to them. You better apologize to them. You better. Right. And it's like, what, like, I have to share how bad I am for you to feel better about you? That sounds like I have a remote control to your emotions. Yeah, we even teach this in, in management. All kinds of things. Like if you have this sorry culture, okay, you're actually disempowering people by that. But mm-hmm. a responsibility culture, like if everyone claims responsibility, no one has to say I'm sorry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And, and then, we experience that together. Yeah. And
0: if no one's at fault, no one has to be blamed. No one has to be punished. And typically, when people feel guilt, they punish themselves. Yes. So like in our model, like in our marriage, our parenting, like even the way we run our businesses. It's like we have this responsibility culture so that people don't have to feel guilty mm-hmm. and then people don't have to punish themselves mm-hmm. because we all know that guilt leads to shame. Yeah. So if we do bad things long enough, we think that we're a bad person, mm-hmm. you know, and the, that this whole apology, I'm sorry, culture feeds right into that. You know, but anyways, all that to say, good bunny trail, long time on that. Just one of the questions we have on here is, you know, what's people's resistance to this change, this shift? And I think it's people just love and people feel sorry for them. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that and also just ego and pride, you know, yeah. maybe some personas of like, well, like you said, what did you say? Your persona like expert, Austin. expert yeah. Austin, like I have one of like being smart, like not being avoiding yeah. the negative emotion of maybe uh, being stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> which I don't even like saying that because I don't yeah. speak that over myself. But that was something that I noticed early on that. I would be defensive, or be prideful, or want to be right because yeah. I was avoiding facing the fact that I didn't love myself, um, or you know even go back to certain experiences in my childhood where I felt stupid, mm-hmm. and that I didn't feel yeah. you know validated for my my sh- my smarts <laughs> and my wonderful brain. Yeah. Um, and so there's something there in us with our ego or our pride or a persona yeah. that's calling the shots. Yeah. And
0: then you're using situations as a gauge mm-hmm. as to whether you can validate the belief about yourself or not as to whether you're intelligent or not. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, if I can make you tell me I'm right, if I can make you admit that you are wrong, I'll, I'll feel more validated yes. about how intelligent I am. Yes. And that's where that persona gets fed. Mm-hmm. You know, And it comes, and you already said it, that, that answer is loving yourself without the condition right. of how smart you think you are or you're not.
1: Which is why I could get going on this. Pride is actually the lack of self-love. A lot of people in church culture say, oh, well, self-love is prideful. It's actually the the lack of love. Yeah. Because where there is fear, there is no love. Like where there is love, no fear is present. They they do not commune with each other. And the
0: more you love and appreciate yourself, the less you need to convince other people to do it for you. Mm -hmm. It's such a great cycle because generally the happiest— People I know who have actually fully accepted God's love the very most. Mm-hmm. They do not need you to know they're right. And yeah. they don't need you to know you're wrong. Right. They're content with where they're at with God. Yeah. And, I, and like I love communing with these people. Yeah. Because it's like I don't need to prove anything. I don't need to defend anything. I'm gonna just going to be spirit led. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you're wrong, like uh, unless I'm your mentor and you're asking me to correct you, like right. I'm going to let you evolve on your own. You yeah. know, like we like to look at the word love as letting others, I was going to sign it, letting others voluntarily evolve. I've never done that before, but I was going to sign it for some reason. <laughs> letting <laughs> others, vo- not I'm counting it. I can't, there's some mannerism I do with this, but you know, love is letting others voluntarily evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, unless you're in a mentor, mentee, disciple type relationship, people typically don't take well to you just popping into their world and correcting them, mm-hmm. right? That's a happy versus yeah. right thing too. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I, I think that you're right. Oh, I know that you're right. It's this idea that, Pride is the absence of self-love, deep self-love and Mm -hmm. uh, self-recognizing the value that you have, you know, in Christ. Because when you don't do that, you'll try to fill that bottomless pit and you need other people's approval, submission, Mm -hmm. their apologies to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. I don't need anyone to apologize to me to make me feel better. Mm -hmm. No one can make me feel better. Okay. Christ makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Okay. And because of him, I can choose to feel better. And then if other people are pouring into me, it's like a cherry on top. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I, I, yeah, I, mm. I really appreciate what you Love said there that. because that is like one of the most important pieces. So, yeah. um, but just other, a couple other things in general, like marriage just is in flow with responsibility. You yeah. Know, like I just think through so many times where, you know, we could have let one thing just disrupt an entire day or days of connection mm-hmm. and just be able to be like, yeah, you know what? Like I totally could have, and we'll give examples again. I totally could have blank and then that wouldn't happen. Anyways. All right. So let's move on. So. When we claim 100% responsibility for everything that happens in our lives and we end that blame game, um, a couple of powerful things happen. Number one, we end victimhood and we step into uh, the sovereignty, the personal sovereignty God's given us. Mm-hmm. Okay? When I claim responsibility, I take all remote controls back from other people because what we don't, what a, what a conscious Christian does is they live their life in a way where other people don't have a remote control to their emotions, mm-hmm. to what they believe. Okay, when Paul talks about like being tossed by the waves, so many Christians are tossed by the waves of just one person's opinion yes. of them. Yeah. Oh, Sally said that, you know, you suck at theology or Sally said that you this, 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 and now all of a sudden you're you're emotionally crippled for a week. Yeah, That's no personal sovereignty. Like that's, there's no freedom there. There's no power there. Yeah. Um, when I take personal responsibility, I step into that personal sovereignty that God gives us.
1: Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, you know, when I claim responsibility, I actually get what I want. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. what I want is connection with you. What I want is to feel love. What I want is to be happy. What I want is to experience an awesome marriage where we're fulfilled and we're in flow and we're having fun and experiencing joy. And I don't get that from, you know, digging my heels in and yeah. trying to prove a point or trying to um <laughs> convince you of yeah. whatever it is or just you know wanting you to agree or validate. For, or needing me
0: to agree to validate.
1: Yeah and so when we shift that awareness of oh wait a second this, I'm not actually getting what I want.
0: Yeah yeah. it's like everyone wants to talk about power right I feel like in the last few years that's been like a big you know phrase like in the, the mm-hmm. life coachy type industry. Everyone wants to talk about their power their personal power <laughs> you know real power Power comes from two things. It's knowing the source, okay, which is Christ. And everyone wants to say the source is you. Well, the source is actually Christ. And then Mm -hmm. we create with God in that relationship. And that's where, like, our personal power comes into play. So it's first Christ and then it's our personal power. Our personal power is just our ability to take responsibility, to claim responsibility. If I claim responsibility, I'm right back in the the co-pilot seat. Yeah. And I get to move on. You know, like, I'm not going to stew all day and all night over... Is someone else going to take the blame for this? Right. Is someone else going to apologize to me for this? I'm basically not going to sit around all day and all night stewing on uh, and circling on. Is someone going to take responsibility for this? Is someone going to mm-hmm. apologize to me? Is is Rachel going to come around tomorrow and be like, babe, I was wrong? You know, it's Like, because that's not what I want. You know, yeah. the moment that I'm willing to go, hey, you know what? Actually, I could have been more patient with you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, maybe you did say something out of anger that was like a projection of your sadness or something. But... I could have been more patient with you. I could have been more present with you. And I think if I would have been, you probably would have been easier to get along with. So, you know what? Like, I'm going to claim this and we're just going to move on.
1: Yeah. And then that
0: inspires me to be like, well. Yes.
1: And because I I see that you're trying to take responsibility and it softens my heart. Yeah. To say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, I did say that thing in anger or whatever. Yeah. And I could have been more patient as well. And I appreciate that you're reflecting on yourself and then again it's this upward cycle yeah. where he it says powerful. it and then i say it and it really is an incredible way to elevate
0: yeah there is so much um like leveling up that we do and inspiring like when i claim responsibility you do mm-hmm. and then i do and then you know it just kind of goes back and forth and it reminds me um it's one of my favorite movies is the original spider-man it may not be the original i don't know but i think it's the original it's with toby Maguire. Um, it's right? with toby mcguire yeah you know and he's quoting his uncle ben you know and he says with great power comes great responsibility I actually believe it's the opposite of that. It's with great responsibility comes great power. Because mm-hmm. responsibility means the ability to respond. Responsibility means I am response-able. Okay, mm-hmm. It means that I can experience stimuli, I can pause, and then choose how I want to react. The The greater length at which I'm willing to claim responsibility means I have more power. Mm-hmm. You want to be a leader? Walk yeah. into any crisis, claim responsibility for the current stat. The current status, the current response plan, and people will be led by you.
1: You should give your paper example.
0: Yes, I, I will. I'm, I'm going to give that in just a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, we keep teasing these Yeah, examples, I know. But... I know, right? Um, so I, I, I want to share, before we go through the examples, I, I just want to share like one key scripture real quick. Yeah. Um, and, and then one other point after that. Um, so one scripture that we just want to observe today uh, is uh, Paul's letter to uh, the Galatians, uh, chapter 5, 6 through 18. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Mm.
1: Couple
0: couple thoughts on that. Number one, we will bear our own load. Like, it's just made so clear in a lot of places in Scripture. Like, we will bear our own load. And if we are willing to accept that, that we will bear our own load, we are accepting responsibility for our life, for our calling, for our duty. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so, if you can understand, like, on a felt sense, like... Other people are not going to bear your load for you, at least not forever, and at least not in a substantive identity type way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's t- different parts of Scripture talking about sharing the loads of others and helping others. Like, don't get me wrong. Share
1: like, the load. Share
0: the load, <laughs> Frodo. Um,
1: I couldn't help it. I know you can't. I bet everybody, well, all yeah. the L-O-T-R share fans. The load, load, load. Lo- <laughs>
0: um, you know, like, yeah, there are times where we come alongside, especially each other in marriage, you know mm-hmm. it's a, the, the, the the three strand cord, you know um, but for the most part, we are we are told you know that we will bear our own load, like mm-hmm. and, and again, we will reap what we sow, yeah, okay, and the only way to change what we reap is to what change what we sow change what we sow
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the and this is to me this really tees up this next part. the only way we can ever change what we sow, I'm sorry, what we reap, is by understanding that what we sow equates to what we reap, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not, if you're looking at your life and you don't like what you're reaping, yes, you have to have the humility, the responsibility yeah. to be like, how did I sow this? Yes. And the only way I'm going to change what I'm reaping is what I'm sowing, Mm-hmm. And telling the truth about what you're sowing. Because mm-hmm. another thing we teach in marriage a lot is that, you know, drama comes from the competition of conscious um, commitments and unconscious commitments. Right. Some people might have a conscious commitment to getting along well, but they have an unconscious commitment to being right above all things. Yeah. Those two will be in conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as conscious Christians, as faithful Christians, we have to have the ability to take full responsibility to go, okay, if I'm reaping it, I sowed it. Yeah. If I'm reaping it, I sowed it. And the proof is always in the fruit. Yes. Right? So here's the fruit. If I'm, if
1: I'm reaping oranges, I sowed orange seeds. Right. You can judge a man by <clears> the <throat> fruit that he bears. That's and right. that goes for yourself too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so the third thing I want to just point out here is I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy who is the ultimate model of claiming responsibility. Okay, yeah. you, you ready for this? Everyone ready for this? The ultimate man who claimed responsibility more than any man of all time was Jesus mm-hmm. because he claimed responsibility for our sins because well, here's what he wanted. Yeah. If Jesus wanted to be right, he wouldn't have done it. Like, mm-hmm. You guys are sinners. I'm not. So you can face death. Yeah. And I'm just going to chill up here in heaven with God. But what Jesus wanted more than that was to reunite us with God. Yeah. Jesus is happy was connecting us with God. His rightness would be letting us suffer in Mm -hmm. our sin, but his happiness was reuniting us with the Father. So Jesus came down, claimed responsibility for our sins so that we could be reconnected to the Father again.
1: Mm -hmm. Think about that. Yeah.
0: Happy verse right, right? Like Jesus could have just been like, whatever, you guys screwed it up. That's not on me. That's on Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. But he didn't because I think Jesus clearly wanted to be happy over being right. Uh So he chose to be happy because he delights in us.
1: Yeah, that's really good. It's
0: amazing. It's amazing. He he delights in us. He delights in his friendship with us because not only are are we, you know, sons and daughters of God, but we're friends of Jesus. You know, we're brother and sister with Christ because our father, you know, our fathers who we have in common, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if we are to look like Jesus, walk like Jesus, model like Jesus, He even claimed responsibility to some degree, even when he was being crucified, you know, just like, I mean, uh, you know, Stephen said the same thing. It was like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe Jesus wasn't claiming responsibility, but he was was sort of like trying to vindicate them to God, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's how powerful his love is, you know? And it's like, imagine if we do that in our marriage. It's like, oh, like, I forgive Rachel. Like, she's upset right now. Like, she doesn't know what she's saying, you know? Like, she's hurt. She's, you know, hurting. She's feeling unheard. You know and so like i'm gonna give her extra grace yeah you know it's like
1: i have enjoyed being the recipient of that thank you i'm,
0: I'm, I'm glad <laughs> i'm glad to hear that i just want to make sure that we really highlighted just the ultimate champion yeah of claiming responsibility and that's that's jesus yeah so a couple examples actually just for fun uh, we're gonna give four examples yes today
1: i love this one the first one can i share sure so for those of you who listened last week about agreements this is a topic, this little juicy intake, or mm-hmm. uh, in, oh gosh, this little juicy look into <laughs> our marriage. Juicy look into our marriage. <laughs> um, is something we've created many agreements around. Yeah. Uh, because, um, yeah, it's been a, learning, a an area for learning opportunity. And you might relate, it is leaving for church on Sunday mornings <laughs> and getting it's ready. It's probably
0: leaving anywhere on time, but specifically yes. when we have to be at church at 7 a.m. for worship team with yes. Our kids. Yes. Yes. And we live 25 minutes from church
1: currently at the time of filming this. We have a nine, seven, four and a half and two year old and getting them up super early, getting ourselves ready for worship, packing up your guitar gear and all that. It's a feat. We feed them breakfast, yeah. we get them dressed, we do their hair. You know, we all have tangles in the morning that need to be taken care of. I know. And so, right, <laughs> except for you. Mm. Um, and so. We've had some snags around that, and it's been um, a learning opportunity for us to both take responsibility. So usually what it looks like, uh, like, let's say I we were like five minutes late, which is from our 15 minutes earlier rule. We have an agreement that we leave 15 15 minutes minutes. early to anywhere. So but for us, if we're leaving 10 minutes and not 15, it's like we broke that agreement and we're late at that point because we like to be 15 minutes early. And so if we're five minutes past that, you know, and and Austin's feeling frustrated, he can, he, I really appreciate that you have done this. He'll say something like.
0: I'm noticing right now that I'm feeling a little frustrated because we didn't leave on time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'll say, thank you for sharing that with me. You're right. I could have gotten up an hour earlier. I could have set the kids clothes out ahead of time, like last night, which this is something that I do. But early on, this is how I, Mm -hmm. how I got curious, took responsibility, Mm -hmm. and actually helped me to create Mm -hmm. new habits. And then you would say- I would
0: typically say, well, you know, honestly, you know, if I would have gotten up earlier, if I would have made sure like breakfast was set out maybe the night before, um, you know, we would have left on time for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, or hey, if I had got the kids to bed earlier last night, rather than wrestling with them in the living room, uh, maybe they would have been uh, more easy to wake up this morning, and then we wouldn't be running behind.
1: Right, and then we just go and then back. You and you would forth. say, "Yeah." I could say, um, "Yeah, I don't even know what else I say." Um, if I
0: if, if I had prayed that Jesus Himself would have gotten our kids up,
1: <laughs> we yeah, there's, be in this always, something. there's always something. yeah, like but we I are
0: could've... we are essentially racing mm-hmm. to responsibility, yeah. uh, which is something we're going to talk about here in a second too. But um, yeah, that's a great example.
1: Yeah. And it's actually helped us. We come. We have lots of agreements around it. The agreement is you make the breakfast. I get up extra early. I set the kids' clothes out the night before. Yep. And we make sure we hold bedtime the night before sacred for me and the kids. Yeah. You're, you're good on sleep. Good sleep. on sleep. You're sleep. not as sleep dependent as me and the kids. Yeah. Um, but that's a good example.
0: Yeah. And blaming each other like, oh, you didn't get up early enough. That's all that's going to do is disconnect us. Yeah. You know, rather than like, hmm... As I'm getting curious here and using the brain that God gave me, i realizing I probably could have gotten up earlier today or I could have set out the kids clothing or I could have made sure they went to bed early yeah. or I could have made sure that I could have started the car 20 minutes early so it was nice yeah. and warm. Like there's just so many different ways. This is
1: a good one for the ladies. I could have asked for your specific help Yeah. because it We're can exactly. be really easy for ladies to fall into like the victim of oh, I'm just doing all these things. He's not helping. He should know. Yeah. But. That's an expectation that you have. If you need the help,
0: ask for the help. And a lack of understanding of the masculine and the feminine. Yes. The the masculine is very macro. The feminine is very micro. Yes. You have to train the masculine. You have to tell him. He's not just going to know. He's not just going to think about it. I know that Hollywood and Disney has made a lot of women think that like men are going to be these like ultra uber thoughtful, insightful romantics. We have moments of being romantics for sure. But most of the time you have to tell us and that's okay. I'd rather be told rather hey, than guess. Brush
1: this kid's hair right yep. here. All right. That one with the brush. All right. got to move to the next <laughs> okay. one here.
0: Um, another fun example. This is just kind of one, maybe more a little bit from my world. Uh, I was in a mastermind group one time and a mastermind is basically just a, like a group of business owners or business leaders that we meet quarterly and go over goals and go over tactics and stuff like that anyways. And so I was at this, uh, two day, three day mastermind event and, uh, we got there the second day and, um, Generally, when we get there, like all of our paperwork is printed and it's set at everyone's spots and there's coffee cups and everything's set up nice. Well, I think it was the morning of the second day we got there and none of our papers had been printed and set out yet. And, you know, there's like an assistant that handles that kind of thing. And and everyone in the room was all bent out of shape about it. Like, oh, I can't believe this. Like, you know, what's his name didn't print all the stuff and have it in here on time, you know, and like everyone was getting all worked up about it. And I was like, yeah, if I would have got here 30 minutes sooner and printed it all myself, we wouldn't be in this situation. And someone's like, yeah, but that, it wasn't your job to do that. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe it wasn't my job to do that, but I don't think that I should sit here and whine about it if I had the power to do it myself. Yeah. And everyone in the room was like, oh, that, I could, you know, and then across the room, I guess that's true. I guess I could have printed them from home and brought them this morning and then I wouldn't be so upset about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, because it, you could have sat there and blamed, but then you would have, the reward of blame is validating your victimhood, and that reward is not worth it, mm-hmm. okay? But if you claim responsibility, you have the power. So I felt better immediately because I was like, I could have done this myself. So I was like, Austin, next time you just do it yourself, man, and you'll be fine. Boom. Mm-hmm. I instantly felt better. Right. Claim power, uh, c- claim responsibility, and I got what I wanted. Yeah. Um, Another fun one. Actually, you should share this one just about yeah. build stuff.
1: Yeah. So I had an issue with a lumber supplier where they, they actually made a mistake. They didn't get something to me in time. I was waiting on it. And, um, instead of, you know, saying something like, well, yeah, you should have gotten this to me. I was really frustrated about that. I said, well, Hey, if it was really that important to me, I could have called you. Um, I could have, uh, followed up on email. You know, I, I took responsibility in a lot of different ways. And this person was like, well, no, yeah, no, it was on me. Like I should have done this and this and this. And, uh, It was a great way. Like I didn't feel upset at them because for me personally, it wasn't even about me taking responsibility for them. It was just about me not being upset at them. It's like, well, yeah, I could have if it was that important to me, I could have called you uh, more times. I could have emailed you, you know, and said, hey, I need this back by, you know, 5 p.m. tonight, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I could have been very. um, You could have drove by. I could have driven you could over, have there said, here. over there and yeah. yeah. said, <laughs> I'm sitting here until you give me this answer. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it it doesn't serve me to be frustrated at anyone when I could just reflect on myself and see how I could have done better. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um, uh, I'd like to give an example of a client, like of a couple mm-hmm. that we've worked with. And there's, there's just so many that I'd, I'd love to pick. But. Um, I think a good one would be that I think maybe some people watching this could relate to. Um, so like we've got a couple, an amazing couple. Um, and uh, so like mm-hmm. the wife, her dad was an alcoholic growing up. Um, and, you know, she likes to have alcohol occasionally. And her husband uh, likes to have alcohol occasionally as well. And basically when there's just alcohol around, like there's just a general sense of like some uneasiness because of the developmental wounding of alcohol being in the home so prevalently for the wife. And so they came to a place in their marriage where they wanted to make an agreement about how to like, you know, cut back on alcohol to like, you know, 10%, you know, the occasional mm-hmm. glass of wine, the occasional, you know, drink somewhere. Uh, and so um, basically when that conversation kind of started, like there was upset about like, Hey, like when you have alcohol, I feel really upset. I get scared. Mm-hmm. I feel shaky. I, you know, like all these things. And so like there was a really great responsibility claimed on both sides of that. Like, you know, the wife was like, Hey, like, I realized that, like, by me having any alcohol in the home at all, like, by me having alcohol, it's going to make you want to have alcohol. And so, like, I'm creating the thing that I don't want by me also, even though I might just have a couple glasses of wine every once in a while, it's still, like, attributing to that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know, he's like, well, like, I know for me, like, I might be causing some of the like trauma response or like sadness you have about your childhood because like I have alcohol maybe more often than, you know, uh, than you do. And so like, I'm going to cut way back on it. And actually this guy ended up giving it up completely Mm -hmm. to like best honor his, his wife and his marriage. And
1: she did too. She followed suit actually.
0: And and so essentially what ended up happening was a, a topic that really caused him a lot of duress. It could have been like, Hey, like it's your family history. That's why we can't ever have, you know, alcohol mm-hmm. or, you know, or it could have been like, well, um, no, it's you. You're triggering yeah, me. You're triggering me. And that's uh-huh. what it is. But instead, they had a really conscious conversation about yeah. it. A really like high integrity, high responsibility conversation where it was like, hey, like, what do we want to create in our marriage? You know, like, what what, what do we want to create? Like, do we want to have this drama or do we don't? Like, let's both take responsibility where we can. And heal. And that's what they've done. Mm -hmm. And this is a tricky one because we get questions about this all the time, you know, about how to, like, navigate that. And and that's, like, a whole other conversation. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we have, like, a lot of thoughts about, like, how to balance, you know, things like that. Um, But it was just a really cool way to see this, like, really strong power couple. I mean, like, significant Uh, church leaders business leaders like a really epic couple Mm -hmm. be able to navigate something that's like pretty touchy for a lot of couples yeah because you could just replace alcohol with so many other things that's Mm -hmm. touchy like that right and so, it was like hey like i'm going to take responsibility for what i brought to the table he's taking responsibility for what he brought to the table and they didn't have to blame each other they didn't have to say sorry to each other they Mm -hmm. didn't have to beg each other for their forgiveness it was like hey like well, if I do this, this would happen. And if I do this, this will happen. And then they created something really amazing. Yeah. So just another example, all right, three big takeaways. Let's leave everyone with just three kind of core takeaways. Why don't you
1: share the first one? The first one is when you claim responsibility, you get what you want and you get it way faster. Yes. When you claim responsibility, you get what you want and yeah. you get it way faster.
0: Yeah, claiming responsibility is <laughs> swimming down the river and oh. flow Versus swimming up You could even the hold river. onto
1: the log and it'd be your flotation device. You could, you could device. ride the log. Yeah, you could, you,
0: could, you could literally surf the log, kick back on the log, you know, yeah. and take a nap on the log. Yeah. Uh, the second is no one wants to receive blame. Okay. Empower and inspire others uh, to claim responsibility by claiming responsibility on your own. Mm-hmm. No one's going to receive blame. They don't. They, they don't receive it willingly or joyfully for sure. Okay, but you can inspire other people to claim responsibility by claiming responsibility.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, third one.
1: Sometimes you can only be happy or right. We you know sometimes you can be happy and right. Yeah. But sometimes you can only be happy and right. You mm-hmm. get to choose which one you want in your marriage. Yeah,
0: I'd rather be happy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'd rather be happy. That's right. <laughs> um okay so what we want to do now is just take a quick pause for our nonprofit shout out rachel mm-hmm. you want to shout out our nonprofit? For yes this
1: week? we want to shout out mother's refuge they are a local uh women's uh, shelter and community um, and resource here in kansas city they help homeless mothers uh, pregnant homeless mothers uh, they give them uh, Assistance in their medical care, they give them uh, counseling, whatever it is that a place they to need. Stay. Yeah. yeah, a place to stay, education um, until they're able to be fully independent mm-hmm. as a mother, as um, you know, uh, employed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they have so many resources. We'd love for you to go check that out. We'd love for you to donate to them and support them. Yeah. Um, and you can do that by going to MothersRefuge.org. Yeah, Great. So please do that. We yeah, there's Love. also
0: information about them on our website.
1: Yes, yeah. But
0: But pause this episode, go to their website, kick them over 5, 10, 20, 30, yeah. $50,000, $50, whatever you're feeling like, <laughs> and drop a little memo in there that, you know, they're good friends at, you know, CCM uh, said to stop by. But yeah. um, we really want you to... Um, just understand who this awesome local yeah. uh, mission is and uh, ha- how you can help.
1: Yeah. So. You can find out so much more about what they do on their website. Yeah. They do so much for young women. Yeah,
0: Mothersrefuge.org. So, all right, Rachel, what's our big action item, intention, commitment. What's, uh, what's the last thing we want to leave with people today that they can walk away yeah. and take action on. That would be like the biggest lever that they could pull uh, in their marriage. Yes.
1: So next time you are feeling frustrated or you're observing something in your life you're not happy about, or you have a learning opportunity with your spouse we encourage you to get curious hmm deep breath hmm and hmm. ask yourself how can i take responsibility for this so if you take anything away from this if there's just remember if there's anything you're experiencing that you don't like ask yourself how can i take responsibility for this
0: yeah that's it that's that simple it's that ability yeah. to go Something's going on, you know, we give a nice hmm, okay, the hmm vibrates the vagus nerve, which gets all of your serotonin flowing and helps you think, helps you feel. Hmm. How can I claim responsibility for this situation and what I'm experiencing? Mm-hmm. And that is where power and freedom comes into play. That's taking the remote control back from the people or things around you. It makes you a more solid person, a more solid believer, a more solid representative of Christ, who is the ultimate responsibility claimer. So um, thank you guys for uh, watching this episode and for hanging with us here today. We hope it was valuable to you. As always, be sure to check out ConsciousChristianMarriage.com and see um, what we've got there that might help you uh, catapult your marriage in the right direction, help you level up uh, not just your marriage, but your relationships, everything else in your world. Um, Thanks for being here, and we'll see you on the next episode.